Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, no Suns game tonight. I don't know who made that brilliant decision, but um, <laughs> we'll just have to cope with it. Stinking association. Uh, we were referencing, you were referencing earlier, Wolf, a story by Kevin Zimmerman on ArizonaSports.com looking at Kevin Durant and Devin Booker's start uh, by the numbers. And so he walked over here, and now he's in the studio. No. I'm here. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, Zim, no, seriously. Thank you for coming in here. Studio Shangri-La, of course, especially on your birthday. It is. It's oh, your happy birthday, birthday too. Ah, thank you. Buddy, can I just ask right now, um, how old are you? 34. I think that's <laughs> mid-30s, because otherwise I would just say You 35. can still say low 30s. Low 30s. Dude, you look, low, you look like you're 26, 27. We, as a show, got you a present, and it got lost in the mail somewhere, <laughs> so I'm yeah. so sorry bagged, that. Wolf's Knife's yeah. back here is not for me. Yeah, no, it's yours. Go ahead. Take it. <laughs> and Sam, don't let that compliment go to your head, either, okay? No. Um, now, listen, uh, we brought you in here because you did this great column, this great article on the duo, the impact of Kevin and Devin right now. Devin Booker, of course, and Kevin Durant, and how well they're playing together. When I say that, when you think of this duo and how well they're playing together, what's the first thing you think of? Just that you don't have to even see Kevin Durant play a game before you know you throw it to him in the elbow, high post, and a bunch of people are going his way, and suddenly (laughs) your offense looks a whole lot different. And so I think that's why nothing we've seen in this three-game sample size is surprising, but you see Chris Paul, I think, the last game, there were two plays where he just catches off a swing, takes a couple dribbles gets basically like a short floater and which like he's not the most explosive dude anymore but he's getting all this extra space and then he obviously hit some key threes but just the ability to either hit the three or have so much time to get into the lane um has really shocked me, I think, seeing that. Chris Paul in particular is the one I wanted to ask you about. I know you just kind of started in on it right there, but he's the guy, you know, I'm not not to blame last year's playoff loss on Chris Paul, but he saved them in the first round against New Orleans, and he wasn't right in the second round, and they fell apart. And they never, it's not like they went out and added some a huge point guard to back him up or anything. So how does Kevin Durant help them in the playoffs if Chris Paul just has an off night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the playmaking, like Chris Paul's going to get assists whether he's on the ball or off, right? He's going to hit open shots, and that's one of the things Kellen Olsen, my co-host on the Empire of the Suns podcast, brought up. Like He's shooting 51% on catch-and-shoots. He's a good catch-and-shoot guy. Now, he just doesn't do that very often. Um, So when you say half-court basketball in the playoffs, like you don't need a guy bringing up the ball to be Chris Paul of old. You just need guys to be able to make plays and to draw defenders, and that's what Kevin Durant does. He can do both of those things. I think we don't talk enough about why he fits this team so well is because he's not going to force anything. And his field goal percentage is awesome right now. That's because he's not forcing anything. He's making the right reads, passing out of things. Um, and that's where you don't need Chris Paul just to bring up the ball. You can use Chris Paul on the weak side to make great decisions and to run things as a coach on the floor, too. And one of the things, Zim, also as well uh, on ArizonaSports.com, your article that you wrote on this, it, it was so cool. It was so informative. There were a lot of numbers, a lot of stats that you threw in here. So I'll ask 
ask you, my brother, the Devin and Kevin stat that stands out to you. What, what Of all the stats you were throwing out, whether they were normal stats or advanced stats, advanced metrics, which one stands out the most to you? I mean, right now, just I think it was 52% of their points scored in the three games with those two guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's sustainable or if it should be, to be quite honest. I think that's what you're going to watch. Um, but that being said, I think the way Devin's scoring, the way Kevin's scoring, it's not like they're taking on all of the responsibility. So it, it might be an easy 36 that Devin Booker's been hitting game and game and after game. It kind of feels that way, yeah. doesn't it? So, so that's interesting to me. Like, I don't know if they're going to keep scoring half the team's points, but even if they do, it's not like they're strained. And I think that's the most important part of Kevin Durant is Devin Booker won't be strained like we saw at the end of their finals run in, what, was it 21? Because it seems like 10 years ago. <laughs> but like he seemed like he was gutting it out just to get to 35 but 35 with Kevin Durant next to you scoring 37 or whatever that's that's a completely different ball game so I think that's where you're going to see dividends of like oh they're going to be able to play harder on defense Devin Booker was guarding Kyrie for key portions and he did a pretty good job as well as you can do against Kyrie Irving so I think that kind of stuff um both longevity into the playoffs and in games where they're going to take on more defensive responsibilities because they have to because Mikel Bridges is gone. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I had noticed that. Anytime <laughs> I, I sign on to Twitter or Instagram, all I see is Mikel Bridges is gone. We all miss Mikel. Um, let me ask you this then. DeAndre Ayton, and you put this in your piece actually, has only attempted 10 shots in the last two games total. And he's still been effective more so against Dallas than Chicago, but the, uh, the, the 16 rebounds against Dallas were huge. He disappeared offensively in the second and third, but he had a big play offensively late in the game. Uh, is that the next step for this team is making sure they, they find ways to get him more involved? Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's a big thing you got to do right now. Obviously, in the next 17 games, um, I, I think you see them spam certain plays right now. Like they kept doing what I said, the elbow high post, which is a really basic, like we're just drawing defenders right now. And I think they're just going to start doing, okay, we're going to get good at this, then we're going to add. And whenever DA's time that is, it's probably going to be matchup based. Um, so I'm not concerned about that. You see him being engaged. He's had some good plays, key rebounds, all that good stuff. So I think he's engaged. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a time where defenses are just going to forget about him because they're so worried about the other guys. And it's just a matter of time, I think, where they can just have a full game or two games in a row where they keep hitting. Yep, we're, we're going to DA. We're looking to DA because everyone's just trying to stop Devin and Kevin. You know what's amazing about it too, Zim, is when we talk about Kevin Durant, of course, we're talking about his impact on his teammates and so many of his teammates, whether it's a tangible Im- impact on the floor or one of the intangibles off the floor right there as a as a leader but when it comes to Kevin Durant himself, is there anything that you have seen that kind of surprised you about KD? Anything you've seen yeah, I in mean, terms of his play? I've always just been a fan of his, and again, I think I wasn't surprised by how well he's fit in, but like the little things, like, and kind of to the point about how DA can help, for some reason, what, two games back, he just had a really good connection with Jock Landale, and you think, what? what he's never played with this guy. Um, you know, it's a role-playing mm-hmm. center, backup center, and he just figures out, like, oh, he's really good. I'm going to pass to him on the roll because he's going to make the right plays out of that. 
And so just little stuff like that where it's like, huh, he noticed Jock Landale like a few weeks in. It is super interesting to watch him, how he interacts, especially again with, with role players and the guys that we haven't been talking about. I think that really stood out to me. Kevin Zimmerman of ArizonaSports.com joining us. Uh, Zim, it's, it's tough to really feel nervous about any potential playoff <laughs> opponent right now. With Moose is naturally like nervous all the time. But is there a team in the Western Conference that is a worse matchup for the Suns in your mind than, than some of the others? I, Dal- Dallas is one just because, again, I I, I don't even think they're playing poorly on defense. I just think that offense, how it's structured with two guys and then floor spacers is just a tough cover for this team for whatever reason. And they like to switch against Dallas, which hurts them at times. So I would say they're up there. I would say the Clippers, and it might be recency bias since they lost to them not too long ago. But like that team, they've not been playing well lately at all. But they have the resources. They have two stars. They have the wing length. Um, they have the bigs. They have everything in theory. Um, I don't know how Russell Westbrook makes me feel better or worse about them. <laughs> but in theory, they have a good team to match up against the Suns. And they obviously have plenty of experience doing that from a few years ago and all that stuff. So those would be the two, I think, that I would say would worry me if I were the Suns. Right now, could the assimilation of Kevin Durant have gone any better than what we're seeing? I don't think so. I mean, just I have questions about whether the defense of this roster could be good, but just if we're considering just what they have, yeah, I don't think it could have been much better. And and especially regarding him, I mean, I don't know what, what more you could ask for. He's he's come in and fit in so well, and I think it'll be interesting to see if they have more tweaks on how they use him, maybe small ball lineups, that kind of thing. But I think it's gone pretty well so far. Kevin Zimmerman, you want us to start calling you KZ? Does that it, whatever's okay. easier to not get the Kevins, All right, the well, Devins, we and the KZ and KD and Zim. K Ray? Okay. Yeah, Zim but, works. Yeah. Well, Zim doesn't sound. I thought you would want to sound more like KD. You just want to go with Zim. We'll just go with Zim. <laughs> I don't we'll deserve that. All right. <laughs> All right, Zim. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks.